This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Falcha, everybody, to the uh, midwinter festival of conversation, taking part uh, our. Uh, <laughs> The, the winter beard of Tiernan, the spring face of Blewett and the entrepreneur. <laughs> I thought you were going to go back mythical, sort of. The, the mythical. Yeah. How are you? So we're in different places. So Rita is in New York. Yes. How is it? It's absolutely heavenly here. I love why, it. Why is it heavenly? I just love New York. I'm staying out in the East Village. It's um, it's really down at heel. Um, it's graffiti everywhere. It's uh, quite like Ballina. Um, oh yeah. There's not too de- many. Are they defacing the Biden pictures there as well? Yes. Yeah. There's none of them here. Uh, there's no high rise buildings really around. It's really on the edge of Manhattan, and it's just. I haven't even gone in. Well, I did. That's why I went into the city yesterday, into the middle of downtown uh, Broadway to watch Danny DeVito in a play. It was unbelievable to see Danny DeVito live and in person. It was called I Want That or I Need That or something. Yeah. And it was him in a, um, uh, in a hoarder. And, uh, you're, such his, a, you're such a tourist, Rita. His daughter, was, his daughter was, his daughter was with him in it. Hector and it was Cuba, brilliant. And he, he, he just knocks on doors and says, do you have broadband? And he heads upstairs for 45 Gives minutes. Gives him 50 euro. And you're there, let's go to Times Square. And then we go to Macy's. Yeah, get a show in. I never go to a show. I never do any touristy stuff when I go to New York. So yesterday I decided to do that. Um, it's, I, it's lovely here. I love it. I don't want to leave New York. And are you, are you, did you have to make contact with the cousins when you're going over? Um, yeah, depending on which cousins. So I had Christmas Day with the Bishop um, of Patterson, New Jersey. Um, Christmas dinner with the Bishop. You're the Maura um, Gagan Quinn of podcasters. <laughs> what was she ever famous know. for, Maura Gagan Quinn? Did she open the Athlone Bypass? Was she a TD? She did. She opened the Athlone Bypass there at the bridge. The shopping centre is named after her. Yeah, you, you are the Ballina yeah, Bypass. Yeah. 
Yeah, Christmas Day. We don't. They don't eat turkey on Christmas Day in in America. So we had uh, a fillet of beef instead. Uh, of course, they have their Thanksgiving turkey. How did you get on for Christmas? Well, well, let's let's welcome. Uh, let's welcome. Oh, the the traveler's back. Yeah, the uh, Hector. Bueno, bueno, when did you bueno, get back? Bueno, bueno, Tommy? What was it like arriving back into the luxury and wealth of Clare Galway after being yeah. in the, would you call uh, it poverty? i call it a bad, uh, Cuba's in crisis. It's a bad situation. And I, even when I went out the countryside, after I talked to you on three points, please, I went out to the countryside for 10 days and there were more horses and carts and people hitching lifts on the back of, it was like the 1920s, um, cowboys, all, really? Like, it's like Balana <laughs> last week. There were people coming in from all the parishes. No, on, on Mondays, on Mondays. And carts to get their supplies. Uh, Marte. It Marte's, was an amazing Marte's. trip through the middle of the island, down through Santa Clara, the, the where Che Guevara is buried, and down into Trinidad on the southern coast, the home of the sugar plantations back in the day. But the countryside is like going back 100 years. It's the same same problems that are in Havana, but... Uh, an amazing place for a place that's in such hardship at the moment. And uh, it was funny when we were leaving to go back from at the airport, you, you, you get to the airport, uh, you, there's a few little shops one side of it, but then you get the far side of it. You're not allowed to use any more of that moneda nacional of the currency. They brought. Apologies now, because there are hailstones the size of golf balls hitting off the window here, Lorita. But that's the Is that noise. That's the noises. That's fucking... That is the Clare Galway East. Tommy, are you getting any of that out there? No, Barn is too posh for hailstones. We only get snow. But uh, you're not allowed to use it. They collect some. Some oh collects my word! Barn. It is the end. It is the. End. <laughs> Let's just get a wild track that's of that. What you call a good microphone? Picking it up. Jesus, that's bad. Yeah, Hector. Hector, what did you eat out there, like in the countryside fish, in Cuba? Fish, like, what, what's, fish. Like, do you, is there restaurants? Like, did you eat some? Did you have to? Did you have to go to people's houses for dinner? No, there were small little country-run restaurants where you go in, and for for about four euro, you'd pay. Uh, you get a you get a salad to start off, with, you get a chicken soup, and then you get a lovely fresh fish if you're close to the coast, and then you might have a coffee, uh, and then. Uh, I started developing a grow for a cigar then as I traveled through the countryside. And I can understand everything that you get from fucking cigars, Tommy. Jesus Christ, do they love cigars. And the farmers are on the side of the road working and there's a big cigar in their mouth and then the drivers of cigars. And so what, I must say, Evan, who's a, who produces the show, I think he had six cigars one night. He actually turned a different color after about six of them, but... Uh, he was getting really wet into it. So I brought a few cigars home for you and I will dispense them to you when uh, we're next at the hen house. But no, listen. You, you look as if you've lost weight. Yeah, well, of course you have had no, to lose I, weight I, over there. And my wife said the same thing the minute I walked in the door. There's no McDonald's, there's no chips and there's, you know, there's very little fast food. There's nothing. We were on rice, salad and fish for about three and a half weeks. So how much weight did you lose? I didn't lose anything. I'm still there. I'm, 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 you did. You're all, you're lost, got, that's a you real fucking weight. Irish thing. The minute somebody comes back from out foreign, oh, Jesus, you've lost weight. You've put on weight. You've, you've either put on weight or lost weight. The two biggest questions in Ireland. Well, you definitely put it on over here. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've gorged myself this Christmas on fucking crisps. And if I have any, any more bacon and mustard at about one in the morning, my nose is hanging off with Coleman's mustard. 
It's one of the great treats of Christmas, having an injection of fire up your nose at one in the morning, standing in the kitchen with a Coleman's mustard, smothered piece of bacon. But the interesting thing about Cuba is when I got to the airport, I had about 17,000 pesos left, Cuban Nacional pesos, which is about 70, 80, 90 quid. And uh, once you go through the, the, the uh, you, you go through the bag check and you go into the other side past passport control, they will not allow anything except foreign money, hard money. You can't use a card to buy. There's no aftershave to be bought. There's just cigars on the far side and coffee. So you can't use anything except foreign money, hard currency, or uh, they won't even allow a card. So I was left with about 17,000 pesos which is a lot of money considering that a university lecturer or a doctor or a surgeon ends, earns about 10,000 pesos for a month. So I'm there going, what in the name am I going to do? I can't just throw it in the bin. So I sat there for about 20 minutes before the flight and I saw, I, I, I tried to find people who are working there. And then I saw to give out tips. three cleaners. One girl who was walking around with, with the trolley, cleaning, taking up the, the, the few cans or whatever people were, you were using. She walked around and I spotted her. So I followed her route. I didn't want to embarrass her or anything. So I followed her route around the hut, around the airport, around the departure gates. And then I went right followed up. Followed her into the Jackson. That's your story. <laughs> I walked right <laughs> up to her. And then I said, here, hola, que tal? Yo no puedo usar esta moneda aquí, pero toma, esto es para ti. And... I just gave her 10,000 pesos, which was probably more. She'd probably make that in six months. And then I went over to another area oh where a girl God. was selling small little magnets and tiny key rings. She looked about 23 or 24. And then I looked again. I said, right, that's it. Just took all the money out and I went over. Hola, no puedo usar este dinero. I can't use this money here. So listen, t- take this. And What did they say when you gave it to their, them? Their sense of gratitude, their sense of the smile, Tommy, and that I know after spending a month in Cuba, 10,000 pesos, which is 50 euro, will feed a family where they'll be able to buy chicken and they'll be able to buy some eggs and they'll be able to buy some some rice and they'll be able to go out with their comfort oh God, zone you- and buy food with foreign money. And that's just the, the sorry, sad state of affairs. You'd have a council estate named after you in Cuba now, <laughs> <was> of course. <laughs> I was going to say loads year. of kids. There'd be loads of Hectors going around. <laughs> Plaza del Red Daddy. <laughs> Red Daddy Plaza. Casa del da- Casa Red Daddy. But uh, so that was that was my good deed uh, for the day. But then we flew from Cuba down to Panama, and then in Panama we hopped on a flight, a KLM flight, uh, and we were afraid to get on the KLM flight because Evan had delayed the KLM flight for 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 hours the last time. So we got on the KLM flight back to Amsterdam, and in Amsterdam we jumped on a flight to Dublin, and then from Dublin I jumped on the uh, long term red car blue car park bus, got to the car, hopped into the car, stopped at the Apple Green for a chicken stuffing sandwich and a packet oh of McDonald's crisps, and I, I you it for the west of it. I ate, I, I, Tommy, by the time I turned off in Kinnegad, I was licking my fingers and I was going, I'm, I'm home, I'm home. But an amazing trip, uh, an amazing country and uh, amazing to see the the people and the place. But what a, what a, what a crisis it's in at the moment. It's very and sad. Camille, what was the, when you're over there, what was the sense of what was happening in Gaza? Nothing. Not Ukraine. one bit of news from out, out, not one bit of news from the rest of the world. For three and a half weeks, we didn't hear a word about Gaza. We didn't hear a word about the Ukraine. We didn't hear a word about anything. The only pictures on state TV was a picture of the present prime minister shaking hands with, with the Ayatollah Khamenei in Iran as they signed a new oil deal. 
And I was trying to get my head around why Cuba is in such bad state of affairs and why the people are suffering and why there's a hunger and why there's a black market for everything. And it's like for so long they put their hand out and they took donations from the rest of the world and now they're on the bottom of the rung for paying off their debt. They don't have any money. The military are in charge of the hotels. They're in charge of everything. They're in charge of tourism. And they just have no brains about how to run the country after 70 or 80 years of this communist rule. But all these governments in Central America and South America that were helping them are now not helping them. And they're just isolated and they're left there. And the country to the north of them, 50 miles into Miami, is just strangling them and strangling them and strangling them more. So it's just... And then the pandemic hit and then 400% inflation and then crisis after crisis after knock after knock. And it's just like a stunned island. It's just, it's paralyzed. And, and there's, so nobody, there's no other country around the world have an interest in, uh, a vested interest in com- communism surviving. Because that's how they used to get by, wasn't it? The other communist Absolutely, countries. with China, with China and Russia and you know, and, and Venezuela. And do they not protect them? No, or? I think they've got their own little things going on now and Cuba has fallen, fallen by the wayside. I've never seen such a, an amazing, unique people who have such a spirit. They are so friendly. They're always smiling. I mean, out in the countryside, when we left La Havana, we had a, a high-ace van and I had a 1947 Plymouth uh, Deluxe carrying the bags. It looked like it was on its last legs and we had it loaded up with bags and for the next eight or nine days, we drove around the countryside and every time I look back, and there was the red 1947 Plymouth behind us, and stopping off in these little villages where it was like if it was black and white, it could have been it could have been Ireland in the 1920s. But they're an amazing people. They've just got this zest for life. Life and this, we've been through this shit before. That's the reason you think continue. <laughs> zest for life. <laughs> Get lost, you. But like, there's nobody taking care of them at the moment. They, they're just, they're just run aground. And when we got to Santa Clara, to the home of Che Guevara, where he he fought his last battle against Bautista, the American-led uh, ruler of the president of the country at the time, Fidel and Raúl. Like, I learned more about Che Guevara this trip than I've ever done. Like, and to think that Che Guevara, his great grandfather, was born five fields away from me here. I really feel there's a deep connection with the, with with Claire Galway, with Che Guevara. Is, is the old ruins of the house are still here, uh, Lynch, who headed off to Argentina. But uh, to be there at the monument in Santa Clara and to see him there, it's an amazing place, the mausoleum. Were you moved by that? Yeah, because I learned, Tommy, I was reading up a lot, lot more of him and as a young doctor as he travelled through South America where he was uh, he was really influenced by the Americans putting their noses in a lot of uh, of the countries and infiltrating into the political world and people were suffering. There was a lot of illness in, in the 1950s in Central America and South America mm-hmm. and he just got pissed off with the American strong hand of the Americans meddling in South American business. Then at one night at a party very good. in Mexico. He was very good at the usual suspects. <laughs> he was excellent in that but then one night at a party in Mexico he met Raul and Fidel <laughs> he met Raul and Fidel Castro and he hopped on a yacht and went to Cuba and fought the boys became a, yeah. a, a, a huge military leader rebel leader he's a rebel and imagine Claire Galway have been always looking for something to be to, to cling to and isn't know, it amazing he's a lynch Che Guevara's blood is from Claire Galway. And, and there's something you, really strong about that. Would you, if somebody was saying, I'm thinking of going to Cuba, would you warn them against it or would you Tommy, say go for it? Tommy, I would tell every person on this planet if they could go to one country to experience the explosion of culture and colour 
and richness and heritage and spark and life and this that they have a salsa they have an inner salsa in them they're just they're just it's just an amazing place there's no other pl- place like it no other city like havana like la havana in the in the world it's 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 unique it's it's vibrant it's just it explodes from the moment we got out on the street and we spent 22 days in in Cuba and wow. it's the first time we've ever done two shows in one country in 23 years and this is the only country in the world which deserves two shows because it it I'm glad we've done it and I'm glad we've been there uh, I'm sad that it, I'm sad to see it the way it is but I'm sure that the Cuban people are going to rise out of this uh, as they've risen out of an awful lot of other shit storms and crisis over the years but Tommy it is just it's hard to explain it until you go there now you can fly in there and stay in all these posh hotels out near Varadero but La Havana the city of La Havana and the countryside is just we were driving along one day the road was so bad that it subsided and caved in because of potholes and we had to turn back about 40 kilometers which took about another five hours but the countryside is like really gone back a hundred years in time and it hasn't been hasn't changed a bit it's a unique island and it's an amazing island in the middle of the Caribbean. Can the Americans go there? Can you go from America to Cuba? Yes, the Americans, some Americans come, but Trump said don't go there because it's a terrorist nation. We want to strangle them a bit more. So the embargo, it's all about this this embargo and this blockade that's been there. But a lot of Americans are going, a lot of Canadians are going, a lot of Europeans, French and Italians love Cuba. Uh, people, and there are, there are people who just go back to Cuba all the time, but it's just, it, it's... It, They'd think Tommy was Che Guevara if he went out Tommy, there. Tommy, you'd love it. You'd love it, Tommy. Where, where, where are you going to go next? Where's the next country? See, we're going to be going through all the Caribbean, but, the, you know, it's a unique start that only 40 miles or 30, 35 kilometers south of Cuba, you have Jamaica. So that's our next port of call. And then we'll all go down through Puerto Rico, and then we'll hit Montserrat, and then we'll hit Trinidad and Tobago, and then we'll hit all down towards you're the... the, the you're, you're the BB Baskin of Irish broadcasting. In what way? Well, she was all over the world as well, wasn't she? Or was ah, that stop. She went to India, Tommy, to run a yoga center. She only went to India to run a, she had a B&B. She had a B&B near Goa. That's all BB did. Fucking BB Baskin. Um, so, Larita, how is your Christmas pin now? Did you, when, did you, when did you go to New York? I arrived on the 23rd and it's just... What did Santa bring you? Santa brought me just a few little things. Okay, you can take those cards and just move them a little bit away from your chest and let me and no, you don't them. need to see them. None of your business. What's the what Santa get you? What did Santa bring you? No, I got um. Oh, I, was ta- I went for my angiogram. Oh, oh, go on. Yes. So do you know because uh, uh, the, the genetically the odds would be against the Tiernans living beyond the age of nineteen. Given yeah, our, you look you look you look different. Even though even if you went if you never went near a knob of butter, or the sight uh, of it would give you cholesterol. Yeah, so in the angiogram where they kind of they where they travel the yolk into your arm, mm. and you're lying there and they're talking to you, and the film crew goes up the artery, and up the arm and across into the broader chest, and over to the heart, and and they say, look, you can see it in the camera there, and you know, I saw it, I saw the pr- proud fist of Cree. Cree on the here now. Did you see Navin in there? Oh, it, was a, it was a map of Navin. That's what it was, mate. It was a strange I mean, a map of Navin. With the boy in the backwater spit in the middle of it. And um, what did you think? What did you, else did you see in there? 
Well, he said he just says to me, "Well, there was a uh, he was able to do three D in it. So he took me on a tour of my own heart, Great. all the chambers a, in the in the upper right chamber. There was a Newgrange. <laughs> was it the twenty first? Did you go the twenty first? And then just down below that, then there was uh, Saint Oliver's uh, Primary School in, in Blackcastle. <laughs> Good memories. And then there was Blackwater Lane, just this side of the river where I did all my all my first fiddles. <laughs> Your first was <laughs> my first fiddles. Oh, yeah, but that your heartbeat uh, gets stronger there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was uh, was it room seven we were in Hector and one a one. Yeah, uh, room, room seven, seven in St Pat's. <laughs> and then there was the, the stage in Vicar Street. Straight down <laughs> the middle. Just the chat show. <laughs> then it was the chat show. Six chambers. Right in the, the, the centre of my heart. Right in the centre of my heart was your face, Lorita. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just where I had planned it. So this was, uh, no, so, no he, so he took me, um, he said that heart is fine. The heart is not a bother. And to celebrate my heart being, or to celebrate, no he stints. says you, you need to change your lifestyle. He said you need to do a half hour of intense exercise every day. Oh, Christ. For the rest oh. of your life. Every day for the rest of your life. Half an hour. It has to go very fast. So ultra, ultra fit. The far side of fit. Is that not dangerous? Well, I'll be down in the city gym with Hector now on the 3rd of January. Yes. Swapping poems with that lad. Just lifting weights and <laughs> giving each other bits of shame. What are you going to do, all. Tommy? What's your exercise? Your routine exercise? I, I haven't decided what my style of exercise is going to be yet. But it has to be rigorous. Rigorous exercise. And then he says, and you also have to change your diet. Just think he wants you to, to eat do a you Mediterranean in? diet. Just pure Mediterranean food. And to celebrate this good news, my wife got me 35 cigars for Christmas. Oh, brilliant. You're dead right. Look, it'll be a bonus if you manage to get through the next Um, 10 years. And then, so we, years ago, we used to have great parties in our house. In the Tiernan household or your house? So in the Tiernan household. So my beloved, um, with my permission, of course, I mean, she doesn't act. Independently, sure. What, what Irish wife does? Do you know what I mean? Any time an, an Irish wife gets an idea, she used to she used to run it by the factory of the man. Of course, yes. Of yes, course, yes. So she invited all the Tiernans down um, for Christmas. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so we had fifteen for Christmas dinner, and then we had thirty-two Tiernans inside in the house on Stephen's day. 32 tiernans Jesus, that was a good load. inside in the house and to prepare for this uh, we got in contact with do either of you know Maura Bannitkine Mike Quigley from Corrib Catering well oh, he Jesus fed us Jesus Christ another name <laughs> he, 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 fed, he fed us Corrib Catering, catering all your Turkeys, hams, turkeys. Is that Quigley the caterers? Is it? Is that Quigley the caterer? Quigley the horror caterers. Oh, horror caterers. Goulash and curry on Christmas Eve for 15. Any amount of it was delicious. The father couldn't believe how gorgeous the throggin' was. Did the man stay with you for the Christmas? No, he just. And then Christmas morning. (laughs) <laughs> the Christmas morning, turkey and ham and all the trimmings for 15. And then Stephen's Day, just a platter, uh, endless platters of amazing food. No, a um, plethora, Tommy, and a platter. They're different things. A platter. Yeah. A platter of food. A platter, a platter, a platter of food. And 
my wife got a bar put into the the hall uh, for that's still in the house, and um, so we've got a we've got a, a keg of Guinness with the tap, and a keg a keg of cider. So basically, so the had, man came and he just he left you with everything. But the bar was from somebody else. In the bar was from Monroe's, Gary Monroe of Monroe's Hostelry on Jenna Dominic Street. <laughs> So we had the bar and the food in. So it's been a uh, the Christmas to end all Christmases in terms of sociability. But having the 32 Tiernans in the house was incredible because uh, all my aunties and uncles and all their kids. And I got a photograph of Kevin Tiernan, who okay. would have been my father, still is my father. Oh, well, great, yeah. Good to know. There would have been myself. Uh, there would have been my son, Dylan, and his daughter, Ava. So we have a photo with the four generations. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then for a finish, then uh, I left the house at five o'clock this morning. And I drove to Dublin Airport to pick up my brother, Brian. uh, Oh, brilliant. From New Zealand and uh, brought him to Galway as well. So uh, the the 32 went up to 33 Tiernans. Wow, that's, that um, was a brilliant. So you're you're flat out socialising all Christmas. Oh, it, was, it was fantastic. And, and any amount of porter and any amount of ham and salmon. And, 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 and goulash. Any amount of biscuits and, and coleslaw. And any cheese. amount. But you weren't allowed to eat any of it. And kids just running around everywhere. No one knows who owns them or what they're doing or, you know, but it was fantastic. Because that was my Christmas. It was, it was, uh, it was I'm still in it. I'm still, so you're still in full on Christmas mode. I'm still in the middle and of it. And are you enjoying the social side of it? Uh, oh, Larisha, you, you know me. It suits me. It suits you. Look, you look. Oh, it suits me down to the ground. There's yeah. nothing I like more than saying hello to people. A 32 people in the one house under the that's, one roof. That's just 30, there's 32 Tiernans. That's it. And then they had their partners. So how many people were in the house? Ah, there must have been the, there must have been the guts of a hundred in drinking Guinness in the house. Oh my God, God. Jesus, you'll be worn out for the whole yeah, rest of the fantastic. year. You'll be burnt out from all that. So I, when, I, when I left the house of, at I got up at half four, had a treble espresso, went into the car and driving across the country uh, in the in the pre-dawn darkness, I come up with the name for the episode. Okay, go on. Sneem Neeson. Sneem Neeson. <laughs> okay, not too bad. Not too bad. So we'll it's, it it's, been, it's been lovely. It's been a fantastically gorgeously social. Hmm? Did Kevin have a nice time? Ah, oh, yeah. He was in his element and his... Uh, um, but it was very interesting. Was to, it not too noisy for him? Not at all, but it was very interesting that, it, like, my father is 82 and his older brother was sitting shoulder to shoulder with him in the kitchen drinking porter. That's brilliant. Lovely. Isn't that like something now you'd that you'd That's see nice. in a cottage in Mayo 70 years ago? Yeah. That the owl lads and their younger brother, who is like 77, was sitting beside them. And the two sisters who were in their 70s were there as well. So they were like the elder lemons. That's you know. lovely for them to spend time with. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Each other. I got to uh, have Christmas Day with my 93-year-old aunt, my dad's sister here in New York. Is this New the nun? No, she's not a nun. She just never married. She's um, a single woman. Uh, she's, who... is, she, is she one of them? Yeah, she is. She's a single woman. And uh, she... She gets up three mornings a week and, and volunteers in the local homeless shelter in New Jersey. And, uh, and can I ask you a question? Do you think she'll die wondering? Uh, no, I think she was, she was engaged like two or three times. She just didn't get, go through with oh, the wedding. Oh, she's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> she just couldn't make her mind up. She just couldn't make her mind up on who to, to get married to. So um, she had an interesting decorated life here in New York. Um, and imagine like she's been gone so long and yet... She's pure Irish, you know. So, and, does she, and what kind of an accent does she have? She has a Mayo accent. I heard of a couple in their eighties who were getting divorced. Really? Yeah. Why? Isn't that kind of strange? You, you, you kind of think by the time you reach that age, you just are a fuckature. Maybe they're sick. I'm going through quite an acrimonious divorce. Hmm. <clears throat> maybe they're maybe they're sick. In New Zealand, going through a real kind of acrimonious, angry divorce. You kind of think by the time you got that age, you'd be suitably defeated uh, to, to go on. Do you know what I mean? You could have another good 10, 15 years left. You might Maybe. Want to. I went on the, uh, I went on my turkey run. The, the, I was only back in the country a couple of hours and I went and got the turkey in Monavay and then I was down the local pub and then the jet lag hit, but I soldiered on and then I woke Christmas, Christmas Eve morning to find out that the gas wasn't working. And that's not a good sign on a Christmas Eve morning in the lashing rain. So what did you we do? Cook, we cook on gas. So then uh, I texted about six people who never got back to me because it's Christmas Eve. And then I decided to look at a YouTube video and I went out to the regulators where the two bottles are, two huge bottles. And uh, I think the regulator is damp. So I took an extension lead uh, about 100 yards long and I got a hairdryer and I stood at the back of the garage in the pouring rain only hours after returning from 29 degrees in Cuba or sitting in premium economy having a gin and tonic with Roscoe. I'm standing at the back of my house and the rain is lashing down the back of my neck on a jacket and I have a hairdryer trying to dry a pair of regulators on top of a gas hot and I said, this is it. And then about four hours later, finally, when they dried out, the bit of gas came back and the ham could be boiled so the salt came But I can tell you one thing, when we cook on, when you cook on gas on Christmas Eve morning when there's no gas, this is just, this was like, fuck, what am I going to do? But I solved it. 
by about five o'clock, the gas was back. How did you know what to do? I, I YouTubed a video because how Clive did you know? How did you even know where the problem was? <laughs> because it had to be Tommy. We cook on gas, so I, I what we do is I know where the gas comes from. Tommy, gas comes from a, a, a bottle, and it's in the place I know where that is. So I went to the back of the garage where the two big cooking gas bottles—they're huge, they're about six foot tall. They're like colossal giants. And did you and shake the, them to see if there's anything in them? Oh, there two of them were full because oh. I I knew they were full. I knew we had gas, but there was something wrong. So then I texted. Nobody answers on Christmas Eve, and nobody should answer on Christmas Eve. But when where was when Clive? To, Clive wasn't even answering. There was nothing I could do. Clive knows a lot, but he doesn't know about gas. So then I said, "They must the regulator, the heads going into the wall must be damp." And I started. How, how did you even fucking come up with that? The, the regulators <laughs> must be damp. He, go, he googled it. That? He googled it. He should have rang Joe Lewis and then I YouTubed it. And. Literally hours after coming back down the motorway from Cuba, and there I was at the back of the garage with a hairdryer. The Mrs. is good, Morphe Richards hairdryer, I might let you know. And I was standing there for about 25 minutes on each side going, please work. Trina, Trina, if you're looking down on me, please say a prayer for me now, because the shit is going to hit the fan. It is Christmas, and we can't fucking take the boil off the ham. Please. That's my rain now. Listen. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, the hailstones have hit barn. There hasn't been one bit of rain in America since I got oh, here. Oh Jesus, that is getting fierce wild outside. Oh, You'll have to stay there for the rest of the day, Tom. Is that storm governor. Well, Hector, I'm going to tell you, if if I went on and I, if one of the light bulbs wasn't working <laughs> on Christmas Eve, we'd be moving into a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, it's listen, a hotel. listen. <laughs> Oh, the man. fucking gas in the oh, house. The light bulb isn't working right. Bring the Menlo Park. Wait. <laughs> if the light the downstairs jacks wasn't working, we'd be down to the 12. <laughs> <laughs> All huddled in the corner going, what's going to happen, Dad? Will we ever get back to the house? What was the catering oh, man's name again? You'd have to ring him. He, that's the reason the light bulb Oh, listen, there's working. only one catering company in Galway, Tommy. Who is it? Uh, Coral Catering is very good and the rows are made for the bar and the 12 Hotel and Bar are very reasonable rates for all. (laughs) Well, if I knew that my... If I I knew I could get Quigley out to cook Mike's Christmas dinner because I'd tell you one thing. My wife's face... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you love that, co- Hector. Were you not cooking the dinner? Were you not cooking the turkey? No, 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 no. Mark and and my wife Dipna cooks the dinner. I don't. I take care of the fires. I just keep the fire going. Yes, I keep yeah, the lights yeah. going. I turn on all the lights. I have Christmas lights all over my garden. I was I was out with lights. There's more lights in this house like Thunderland. But yeah, uh, like James Nesbitt, Lord of the Rings. I'm in charge of the fires. <laughs> Fires. I'm in charge of the fires and then sure uh, that was it Christmas Day was good we played a little bit of a uh, what did I get I got three pairs of socks and I got some deodorant and typical daddy I love saying what do you want for Christmas nothing sure don't I have everything I need oh come then, on oh yeah is that, is, that, is that what your beloved said to you I have everything I need no, that's yeah, what I just he said. said. I don't need anything but you got oh, yeah, did you buy the, did you buy the family anything from Cuba yeah, magnets for the fridges. I bought a couple of magnets for the fridges. Jeez, How many fridges have you Magnets. <laughs> glad you I bought magnets. Fuck. I've got you all a little prezi. I've got you, you all a little You just swing into kid again for the magnets. <laughs> Ireland. A bottle opener. Uh, I got you a few yeah. little bits. Yeah. Uh, I got you a Westmead jersey. <laughs> not much to buy, Tommy. There, uh, Cuba is not doing Christmas uh, this year. There is no Santa Claus. It is... You wouldn't even know it's Christmas over there with the state of affairs. So it's quite wow. sad on one side of it. But uh, I got a few magnets and a few little bits from Cuba. And I got a few cigars. Tommy, I've gone mad into the cigars. Lovely. Tommy, what about, what about you for the Christmas presents? 
What did I get? I told you I got 35 cigars. Uh, no, sorry, actually, I'm not bringing that up again. No, forget about it. Don't no, no. In, in, in all seriousness, I got 35 cigars and a nice cardigan. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Now, come with me. You're off to Nashville, Larissa. Is that right? I'm off to Nashville now for some country Today. music. Uh, yeah. And I've the amount of people that I've talked to since I got to New York, everybody is just saying that Nashville is the most insane place in America in terms of music, socializing, partying. It's just apparently the bachelorette party capital of New York, of America. So it's just going to be insane from the minute you, you get up in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, there's country music playing in all the bars and all of that. So I am going to be in karaoke country music heaven. And how did you persuade the beloved to bring you to Nashville? Well, first of all, I am the boss. And second of all, I just want to go and play, listen to country music. And why would he not? Like, sure, I mean, if I'm happy, he's happy. I went to the, I was in Nashville years ago and I went to the, the Museum of Country Music. Yeah. And what was really interesting about it was you go in and they have like videos and photographs and guitars and uh, mannequins made up to look like different people. Uh, so you start off and it's all these kind of putching, ridden, moonshine, dungaree wearing, Appalachian toothless boys sitting on porches. Ding, 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 ding. You know, that sure? kind of, that yeah. country music. That's yeah. how it, that's how it started. Indian uh, so, country music. <laughs> and it's, uh, and then it gets, uh, it got really, really cool then in the 60s and in the 70s with fellas like Merle Haggard who were sent to jail and real tough fuckers, you know. Country music was brilliant then. The genius of Chris Christopherson and mm. all that kind of thing. And then it got shit. And then country music got shit around the time Garth Brooks decided to take it up. It just turned Don't into this Don't you dare kind of, be so insulting. No, you're right, Tommy. It, it lost it just its turn. Oh my God, you are such snobs. And but you'll see it in the museum, Rita. You'll see I that it I won't go came. to the museum. I'm just going to go to the bars. and isn't, like, there's, a, there's actually, that's interesting. There's a museum of country Music in Nashville and in Mayo, there's a museum of country life. Oh, Two very similar. That is really things. interesting, Richard. Would you like to tell us more about that? Yeah, no, it's fine. We'll, I'll take you there for a visit someday. But um, Johnny Cash is buried there as well, apparently, just outside Nashville. Yeah, and so then, Johnny Cash was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So then, then country music. I think you know. I know you're, thinking of, Irish, you're thinking of Irish country music. No, no, I'm, no. Richard, I was in no. the museum. I saw it in my own eyes. I saw Merle Haggard covered in blood and dungarees. And he was, you know, <laughs> singing, singing songs about <laughs> shooting dogs. What a great name, shooting isn't it? Shooting dogs. Merle it's always Haggard. about dogs. Fucking great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like it, it, country music was outlaw music back then. It was the music of criminals. Yeah, I get it. And it's bad behavior. Now. Yeah, I get it. It was like but, white man's rap. Yeah, but and that- that's then it just turned then, Garth Brooks, and then just all of a sudden Don't it turns glitzy. Garth Brooks. It's like it's been dis- it's like it's been Disneyfied. Garth Brooks is the Mickey Mouse no. of country music. There's more. There's worse than Garth Brooks. Big, 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 big. Say, say hello to my friend Goofy. Hey Goofy, how's everything going over there, Goofy? Let's sing a song about it. Hello, please. Oh my God, you're such. 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 Oh my God, you're
Well, trust people from Navan wouldn't know anything about country music anyway. I mean, you will see this in the museum. I will not go to the museum. I will listen to fun. And if Kid Rock's got bars there, they've all got bars there. Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock. Rock. He's good. Kid Rock. Sounds like Hooters. Hooters. Well, I'll, I'll be in Hooters. I'll send you a few pictures from Hooters. I get some you, selfies you, with some. You will, have, have you got? Have you got the pair of cowboy boots? Have you the boots? I have the cowboy boots. And, and I'll, I'll, get the, I'll get the stunts. Yes, I've got the boot cut jeans. And please and tell I... me you have the Mayo jersey for a right no, good afternoon. Oh, I don't have to Yes, and then boot cut jeans. Please, I don't bring Mayo Just like you're heading to Croke Park. No, thank you very much. And a straw hat, yeah. With the mayo, <laughs> lo- with, the ma- with the mayo rope around the side of it. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll get um I'll get the Stenson. Is that how you pronounce it? Stetson. The Stenson. The, st- Stets- the Stenson. Stetson. Stetson. Stetson is a type of pencil. Yeah, I'll get yeah. the Stetson, and I will be living Take in a photo. You'll be pure okay. wagon from head to toe. I oh. will absolutely go full on wag at the wag at the. I'm room. a country wagon. Hit your horses on to me. <laughs> ride me up the main street and ride me back down. Hello, <laughs> Welcome to country music time. Woo! Welcome to Gar Brooks. Welcome to Gar Brooks land. Press one for Gar Brooks. Press two. <laughs> you weren't brought up on country music, and I was. We were. I was brought we were brought up, up on great country on music. All that Ray sort of... Ray Lynham. Ray I'm sure he's from Navin or somewhere. Ray Lynham and the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not even his real name, is it? Ray Lynham. <laughs> a made-up name. So I'm going to... Flavin and the wankers. Lads, the... Live. Lads, the amount... Real, what did you say? <laughs> Flavin's wankers. Come on, boys, here we go. Come on, boys, let's wrap this fucking place. What the fuck? I robbed the post office in Nina. <laughs> it's so it's so good to see both your faces again. Oh, did you not miss you us? We haven't seen you for ages, Hector. Months, weeks and weeks and weeks. But we'll be back soon. Tommy, I'm delighted you had a big reunion over Christmas. Oh, it was, it was colossal. So listen, Sneem Neeson. Tommy. And we'll talk to Sneem Neeson. And safe travels, listen, will, we, will, 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 we, will we be talking to the audience now before New Year's Eve? Our yes. Well, this is for tomorrow. This is for tomorrow. So say, give them a give them a happy New Year wish, there, Tommy. Off you go. No, you what? Miss <laughs> <This> Hector. <laughs> On behalf of everybody funny. here, and when I get them to send in their birthdays as well. No, it's not. This, this isn't. Just say, Tommy, wish everyone a happy. Yeah, New Tommy, just fucking, do a Joe Duffy on it. Do a Tommy. You're on. You're the big crowd in the house. Say hello to the big crowd that are listening. Fucking Roland Collins is alive. And I well said, and say hello to the big podcast. fucking crowd that's listening, Tommy. Ronan Collins. Say hello to the big crowd, Lorita. And this is from Mara. Mara's after mm. said this is a letter she's uh, she is, is from in the hospice in Castlereagh in County Roscommon. And Tommy, Mara is a big fan hello, of Tommy. KLS. <laughs> no, this is from John and Tupper Curry who's listening. John's a big fan of the show. Say hello to them, Lorita. Wish them Happy New Year. The one I love is when, when they play requests for one-year-olds. And a happy birthday to Anya who's celebrating her first birthday today. Um... Thanks a million. What do we, what do you want to say, Hector? You say it. You seem to like this. We request kids. from Lorita on our way to Nashville. Okay, yeah. No, when we were kids, we used to phone up Radio Carousel. Okay. And I, this is what we'd say. This is how we'll finish. Okay. And I hope everybody has a wonderful new year. And the way you'd you'd phone up Carousel from the landline in your father's house, and uh, some young one would answer the phone. Hello, Radio Carousel, and you'd say, "Could you play uh, Fields of Fire?" Uh, by Big Country uh, f- uh, coming from Tommy and I want to say hello to everyone that knows me. There you go. 
So hello to everyone who My knows job. us. And who so God bless and we'll talk to you in a few days, everybody. Here's to 2024. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.